0: Way uh, come to church tonight. We're glad for that. But nobody beats the Swansons tonight for distance, uh, travel to come to the house of the Lord. And we appreciate so much, brother and sister Swanson, and their burden for Alaska, Yukon. They've been going south. They've been going north. They've been not necessarily going in circles, but uh, they they've been. Wanting to find the will of God, the mind of the Lord, and uh, we appreciate them. Brother Swanson's coming to share the word of God tonight. Amen. And we're going to preach with him. We're going to believe God with him. Amen. Well, he's coming. Sister Swanson, a quick testimony. God bless you. Emphasis on quick. <laughs> Okay. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Amen. They're from Pensacola. They go to Brother Brasida's church just across the Alabama line. And um, we're we're thankful they're here. And uh, we want Brother uh, Swanson to share the word of God tonight. God bless you. Well, praise the Lord, church. You know, in the book of
1: Isaiah... The angels were singing, holy, 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 holy is the Lord Almighty. And the book of Revelations, the angels were still singing, holy, 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 holy is the Lord Almighty. Holiness is not a lifestyle for us. It's our way of living. Right. Praise God. I ain't going to work no further now. Amen. God. Praise God. I know there's a lot of sickness going on right now, you know, and uh, but I think we got this thing licked. I think we got it beat. Before I get to the Word of God, I got something I want to share with you. Just just a few moments. When my wife and I got here, we were going to stay at the campgrounds for a couple weeks, maybe over in the dorms. But your pastor and the first lady of the church have put us up in their home for two weeks that we've been here. And believe me, we are appreciative. They have shown us great hospitality, they have been good to us, treated us like we were family. This church has treated us like we're family. And the two weeks we've been here, I'm just thankful to God that they are not charging me the mileage I put on that car out there. (laughs) To God be the glory. (laughs) Because we must have put 4,000 miles on that car. I could have drove home for that. (laughs) Praise God. But it was worth it. Because we have got direction on which way we're going to go now. God gave that to me yesterday. I guess I can go ahead and tell you. We're planning on moving up around Palmer or Wasilla or maybe even up around Houston. I was telling pastors, you know, I should be at the end of my journey and not at the beginning. So now we gotta sell a home, gotta sell everything that we work for, and start all over again. But you know, there's not a beginning or ending with God. Praise God! One of the hardest things about seeking the will of God when you find it. Amen. When you find out what God's will is in your life, you might not want it. But we do, but we do want it. That's right. We want God's will in our life. I want to... Oh, boy. Yeah. I think I better hurry up and get into the Word of God. I don't want to bore you to death. <laughs> no, but anyway, I do want to say this. We are very thankful... To be welcomed here in Alaskan Yukon, the way we were. We met with Brother Scott and his and his wife yesterday, we had lunch with them, and they treated us like we like we belong here. You know. Yeah. And we really appreciate that. I'm gonna try to hold my breath not too much tonight because we've all been sick. So I'm gonna, if you hear me say, pause. I had to catch my breath. <laughs> Amen. Uh-huh. Praise God. But anyway, you can tell I am old school. I still have my Bible. I ain't in my notepad. I, God. God. I could not use a night <laughs> Thank you, brother. I heard brother Jeff Farrell put it like this. He was the only lunatic in Pentecost who didn't have a computer in his home. Praise God. Anyway, I'm excited. Let's get into the Word of God. Can you give me about 20 or 30 minutes? Sure. All right, if we will, in respect for the Word of God, let's all stand if we're able to. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And I'd like for you to turn your attention to the book of Hebrews. I'll begin reading from verse 8 through 10. Of course, we know the 11th chapter of Hebrews have been the uh, heroes of the faith. Praise God. Okay. By faith, Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive for an inheritance, obeyed, and he went out, not knowing whither he went. By faith, he sojourned in the land of promise, as in a strange country, dwelling in tabernacles and Isaac, with Isaac and Jacob, and heirs with him of the same promise. For he looked for a city which hath foundations, whose builder and maker is God." So if you'll give me just a few minutes, I'm going to speak to you along this line. An unfamiliar journey. An unfamiliar journey. I know we prayed. I know we worshiped. Let's pray one more time. Thank you, Lord. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you for your word. We thank you, Lord, for your blessings. And, Lord, we are asking you to help me this night, dear God, to minister to your word, in Jesus' name, and we give you all praise, and we give you all glory, in Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen, and God bless you, and you can be seated, praise God, in our lifetime, you and I will have to make very difficult decisions, and rely on our faith to make the right one. When Abraham heard from God, it wasn't his faith alone that moved him. It was his obedience to his calling. That's why James could say that faith without works is dead. I don't care how much faith we have in God and what he is able to do, but we cannot respond and meet, and, and uh, if you will put it this way, do works according to to our faith in him god cannot move we're asking for revival in our churches thank god that we're going to see great revivals in our churches but throughout the book of acts every time a revival broke out it didn't begin in a worship service it didn't begin with preaching of the word Every revival that ever started throughout the book of Acts began in a prayer meeting. Read it for yourself. Because these great apostles back in their day, they had great faith in Jesus Christ. And every time he moved upon them, they responded in their obedience to his word. Praise God. (coughs) Praise God. This is why when my wife and I came up here, everybody get back home. Hey, well, do y'all know what you're going to do yet? Yes, I know exactly what we're going to do. We're in Alaska. It's 20 below zero we're up here. We're enjoying it. All right. What do they want us to be doing up here? <laughs> well, they call it vacation. We call it going to work. Praise God, because we have the faith in God, believing that God is going to move upon us, and He's going to start open doors, not just for us, but for the entire Alaskan Yukon. And God is going to move in a way that He's never moved before. Right. Praise, God. Praise God. God gave you this yesterday. My wife said, "What you going to be preaching all night?" I don't know. Do you make a message up here with you? No. I'll be forgotten by the time I got here. Okay. I don't believe in doing a sermon three weeks before I preach it. Uh-huh. That's the word for you. Let me know how you do it. <laughs> now, I know it don't. It's going to always be a fresh word. Praise God. Amen. But when God gives us something, we have to move out in faith to receive it. We have got to step out by our obedience and do the will of God that He has called us to do. Praise God. But there are so many times things seem so foolish. If we're not careful, we're going to step out of the will of the Lord and things are going to start going wrong. And we're not going to figure out why. Is this going wrong? Why is that going wrong? We have got to back up and find where did we make the wrong turn? Why are we going this way when God called us to go that way? Or why are we going that way when God called us to go this way? Because somewhere we have stepped out of the will of God and now we have got to find His will back in our life. Praise God. When Jacob was taken after uh, something going to meet es- uh, Esau, he was fearful for his life because of the way he, tr- he did Esau. But when Jacob was at Jabbok, there the Bible says that he wrestled a man to the breaking of the dawn, to the breaking of light. Or daylight! how you going to put it. Jacob got a hold of God. Jacob got a hold of something he'd never had before, right. Right. and he knew there was something that he had that he was not going to turn loose of, because he knew when he, before he was born he was a deceiver. He grabbed his brother the heel, and he earned him the name the heel grabber. You know, Jacob, a deceiver, but he wrestled with that angel all night long. And he made him cry out for mercy. Let me go. And Jacob said, I will not let you go except you bless me. There are too many. Here we go. There are too many of God's people that get a hold of him, but then when they start feeling better, they let him go. That's when, when, you, when you feel the presence of God, you better hang on to him, and you better hang there until he changes you and blesses you or you will never change your life, Praise God. And God said, what is your name? Like God didn't know. I'm Jacob. I'm a deceiver. i was born this way. No longer are you going to be a deceiver. A deceiver. You're going to be Israel. Israel means God helps. So he went from being a deceiver to one that God helps. Because he got a hold of something that has changed him. I love it when we have a Holy Ghost filled revival service. I love that. But if you leave, if you leave out this congregation the same way you walked in it, you never got anything out of it. But you've got to get a hold of God and hang on until he changes me. I don't know where you come up at, uh, Pastor, in life and everything, but God brought me out of bar rooms, drug uh, addicts, drug alleys, and so forth in my lifestyle. I'm very thankful for that. But not only did he bring me out of it, he kept me from going back to it. Amen. And he kept you from going back to it. Through the seven churches in our New Testament that Paul written to, they all had problems, and Paul ministered to them while he was in prison. He wasn't standing behind a pulpit. He wasn't waiting. He wasn't waiting for his favorite song to come on. He ministered to the people. Jacob was left alone that night. Sometimes you have got to be left alone with just you and God. Right. Sometimes your pastor can't help you. He can give you good advice, but he can't always help you. Mm-hmm. God is your help. Right. God, that man of God right there is who God put in your life, and he's the one that's going to get you to heaven through your obedience to him. Alone, he stays in the word of God. Praise God, praise God. I enjoy going to different conferences. I Everybody has their favorite speaker. I got condemned one time years ago when somebody asked me, and uh, they said, who's your favorite preacher? I told him, I don't want to mention his name. I told him, he said, well, you're going to hell. <laughs> what do you mean I'm going to hell? He said, because your favorite preacher the man of God to stand behind the pulpit on Sunday night, Sunday morning, and Wednesday night and preach your soul out of hell. Praise God. Praise God. God change Jacob that moment. We need to be left alone with the Lord. Praise God. Praise God. Abraham went into a land that he was not familiar with. If you do your study, but that, that, and that said he was talking about when he, had, when he had to go into the land of Egypt, he's never traveled that land before. Praise God. Amen. When we went to uh, Wasilla last night, well yesterday we spent a good four or five hours over there. You know, everything was white. We're looking up at the mountains. It's beautiful. All the way around y'all you can see white mountains, white mountains. My wife won't know if we would ever be able to go up in those mountains. This time of year is very doubtful. But maybe in the spring and summer months, if we're living up here we probably would. So we are exploring these mountains. If I look at them from a distance, as we are looking at these mountains, I got to thinking about, about home, about the beaches and so forth. And I'm thinking to myself, God made such a beautiful land. Why would he allow men to come out here and make it ugly? Praise God. So we are looking at the mountaintops. We're looking at the, uh, the city, the, the valley and so forth. It's beautiful. I would love to live there. I really would. If that is God's will. But here's what the catch is. Before God can move you to one place, you got to get to that place first. Before God can move you to an unfamiliar place, you've got to be willing to walk out of the familiar. Yeah. Okay. If God is willing to move you into where you're able to do a miracle in your life, you first of all got to learn how to do the healing. God is dealing with too many of his people. Too many of his people, God's calling them. And if we begin to start taking steps forward. We get to that place when we're looking around. We don't know anything around here where God's trying to get us to. So I'm going to step back a little bit, Pastor, and get back into the familiar place where I'm comfortable, where my comfort zone And God cannot move us until we're willing to walk out of familiar and get into an unfamiliar place with Him. Praise God. Amen. There is another calling in our life, church, and that is a spiritual calling. Amen. We have got to get into a place. And God where He is able to move us, bring revival to these churches. He's gonna do the work, but we gotta step out by faith in obedience to his word. Yeah. Yeah. Praise God. We're gonna see a great revival and if people don't want it, they don't have to worry about it because they're not gonna be involved in it anyway. For those of us that are praying for revival, I'm not talking about a local assembly. I'm talking, and I'm not talking about the UPCI. I'm talking about an apostolic church. Okay. Worldwide. Worldwide church, we're going to see a revival, and I'm here to tell you right now, I want to take part into it. In it. I do not want to be here like a lump on a log waiting for everybody else to get their blessing, and I miss mine. Praise God. Praise God. That pastor's throwing me in front the watching tonight. I'm trying to behave myself.
0: <laughs> Praise
1: God. Praise God. But we've got to hang on to what God has given us. God has given us the right tools. God has given us the knowledge. I never went to Bible college. I'll be honest with you. I never went to Bible college. As a matter of fact, I never made it up of 10th grade high school. I quit school when I was 15 years old and wanted to work to support myself. But that's not the point. But when God brought me into this truth and filled me with the Holy Ghost, and I began to study out my Bible, you know, I don't have to be educated. The apostle Peter was one of the number of men he chosen. Yeah, he, he, was, he was not educated. Praise God. But when God brought me into this truth and has opened the understanding of His Word, He said, One day you're gonna be a preacher. He said, one day you're gonna win people people's God. Amen. The first person I wanted to God was well, he's not living for the Lord today, but it ain't my fault. I did my part. The first person that I ever wanted to God, I was only two days old in church. And I want my brother to God. Praise God. But from that day to this day, I am willing to get myself away from the God here and serve God when he's already up here waiting on me. I've got to get out of my familiar spot or my comfort zone and step off into an unfamiliar place where God is able to work with me. Praise God. God cannot work with us if we're going to just be in one place throughout all of our lifetime. That is not his will. Praise God. The will of God in our life is get out here and build churches. There are so many ministers, even in our organization, that needs to be out here and, and ministering to people. You don't have to stay behind the pulpit three times a week to win people to God. I want more people to God. On a Bible study, than I ever did behind a pulpit. I'm gonna give this quick testimony and then I'm gonna move on. I don't wanna bore you too much. I told the pastor and the first lady this testimony the other night when me and my wife was pastoring a small church, a dear elder of the church, Debbie Sims, came to me and wanted me to pray for her sister. She was in the hospital. In Jay, Florida, she she OD'd on drugs. And they wasn't expecting her to make it through the night. So I turned the entire church service into a prayer meeting. We prayed for that lady. And she came to church Wednesday night because they took off the lights for Monday morning. Let her out of the hospital Monday night with nothing wrong with her. She came to church Wednesday night, baptized, and God filled her with the Holy Ghost. Even now, and this was about probably seven, eight years ago, and even now, if I meet that young lady out here in public, in Pensacola or around Milton area, wherever, she would still tell everybody I am her pastor. All right. Praise, God. Praise God. Because I got out of my unfamiliar my familiar place and stepped off into the unfamiliar, get into a place where God said, you want any people healed? Pray for them. You want to see revival? Pray for it. Amen. You want to see miracles? Pray for it. Thank God for our worship service, because i am tell you, a worship service is very essential to a church service, and it can direct the way the service is going to go. Because this is where you usher in the presence of God through praise, through singing, through music, and so forth. It makes it a lot easier to stand behind this pulpit and preach, I tell you. Amen. Right. I remember as a boy coming up. I kind of enjoyed life a little bit because they had very few responsibilities. <laughs> Mom and daddy paid the bills. Make sure a food put on the table. Make sure we got we got the school and so forth. We didn't have to get out here and work for a living. But boy, was I fool when I got 15 years old. Moved out of the way from home at 15. paying my own bill, drove my own car. I wasn't making but a dollar 90 cent an hour. Now gas is five dollars a gallon. But I said that so I can say this. Even back in those days, God still had his hand on my life. God. Because God can see from that day to this day to where I couldn't see past that first day. Amen. We have got to get out of this familiar place we're in and step forward and let God use us at his will. Amen. Praise God. Because I'm here to tell you, church, I never dreamed I'd be up here preaching in the, in the Alaskan uh, Yukon. I want to be a little humorous about something here before I go any further. I was asked the question, who are you going to preach to? I don't know. I'll even preach to the polar bears. They're going to want to, but here's the way I look at that. My face tells me, if God can open the mouth of a dog and talk to Elijah, he can open the mouth of a dog and talk to me. Amen. Praise God. But we've got to get a hold of God and seek his direction. I know I'm a little short wind tonight because we're all suffering cold, but I'm here to tell you now, church, I could care less right now. I can care less right now. Amen. Amen. God is fixing to move in a mysterious way. A way that we don't see. And if we want to take part of it, we've got to get on board and be involved. Yeah. Yeah. We've got family back in the Pensacola area and around Atmore and so forth. We have got family there. But what God is trying to do in our life is not about family. It's about seeking His will and let family follow. Amen. Amen. We've got family that want to move up here with us already. And they're not in church. They're not in church at all. They want to move up here with us. And I don't have a bit of problem with that. Because if they move up here with us, they're going to get in church. I'm not going to make them go to church because if they're just blowing it in the wind. But we can invite them and we can live it. And let them follow us as we follow Christ. Praise God. Praise God. God. Amen. Are are y'all sure it's cold outside? I'm going to be a pastor. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> but church, uh, I, my intention is not to step on any toes. God knows that. If you didn't, you miss my heart by a mile. But when my wife and I move up here to Alaska, we're not coming up here to take a church from anybody, but we're coming up here to start churches and do the work of God. We're coming up here to help the ministers of this district. And whatever way they need us, we will be available. Praise God. If they need Sunday school teachers, there she is. (laughs) If they need ushers, there she is. (laughs) If they need a good cook... There she is. Amen. Praise God. God. And to God be the glory. But it's time to get out of these comfort zones and get into a place that we had never experienced in the Holy Ghost before. And this is where we grow at. I know we don't like to go through hard times. We don't like to go through trials in life. But this is where we get our strength. It's when we get in hardship. We go through trials. We go through tribulation, And we depend on God to help us. But sometimes God don't help us. He just backs out. This is where the just will live by faith. By their faith in God. Amen. 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 Praise God. I want you to lift the Lord hand clap. Amen.
0: Thank God.
1: Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Hallelujah. 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 You know, I'm going to be closing. Sister, uh, Glover, if you want to come to the music, you can. I'm going to be closing in just a second. I appreciate it. I want to do what I don't. God is going to take us to a new dimension in the Holy Ghost. God is going to take us to a place that might even scare us. But if he does, he'll see us through it. God does not want us to be afraid to do his work or his will. He wants us to step out by faith and be obedient to his calling. And I promise you, God will never hurt you. He will never do anything to embarrass you. I don't care what the brothers say or what men say. But what God says, he will not forsake you. Or leave you. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. And sometimes, believe me, it's scary. It's very scary sometimes to get into a place in the Holy Ghost that you've never been before. I remember years ago before my mom passed, I tried the way, the way I could to get her in the church. And, uh, this was back in 1999. I was a fairly new convert. I was about two years old. And I tried my best to get my mom in church. And uh, she had colon cancer. I went to the hospital and after I got and off work. God spoke to me and told me to pray for her. And she had. My sisters were in there and everything. I was a new convert. I would not used to print around other people. Mm-hmm. You know, you get kind of embarrassed a little bit, bashful. Right, right. That's part of it. That's part of a growing stage. Mm-hmm. And, wait uh, <laughs> oh for everybody to leave. everybody leaves, the Lord kept telling them to go and pray for them. And can you remember when you were a new convert, they didn't take much to all hear the voice of God. <laughs> I mean, he would talk to you in an audible voice. We're new converts most of the time, so I prayed for her. She was up there; they had a ventilator, had an ventilator, and everything else. So I prayed for her, and then I just left, went home. The next morning, my mom was then set up in a, bed, in a hospital bed, eating a Sonic hamburger because <laughs> she loved Sonic back in those days. God healed her in that hospital room that night. But she turned her back on God. Hmm. I can't, I don't know why she did anything like that, but she did turn her back on God. And when she did the cancer, came back. And that's, where, and that's, how, that's how my mom My mom died. They got into her lungs and killed her. Hmm. And I want to tell you something. God is telling the church, you give him the glory, he'll give you the victory. Okay. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. I don't care if it's something from healing a headache, To raise the dead, he still deserves his glory. Amen. Praise Praise God. God. Praise God. Praise God. Don't the Bible tell us that God will not share His glory with another? Right. Thank God for the good for the doctors. They gave. I mean, we have got some of the best doctors in the world, right? Right in my hometown. At least we used to have. And when I got COVID. They said I wasn't going to make it because I, I was 66 years old at the time. Both my lungs just ate up pneumonia, <coughs> both of them. Mm-hmm. I woke up a few nights after I got put in the hospital. I heard some nurses there talking to one another. I'm going to call his doctor, get a work, call, get an order. We're going to put him down on, on the ICU and on the ventilator. I said, no, you're not. I'm not down with a tube down my throat. So I called my wife, and she called up and tossed the head in there from charge that night, and they had words or something or another. Anyway, the next morning, the hospital doctor came in and says, you're a miracle. Because according to your chart, you should be down in ICU. I didn't say nothing. My lung doctor came in that afternoon and says, you are one lucky man. I said, no, sir, I ain't got nothing to do with it. I came home after being in the hospital for six weeks. I got home on a Friday night, Sunday morning. I went to church pushing a walker here and pulling an oxygen tank like this. Yeah. Going into the house of God. I tell you what, they can laugh at me if they want to, but I was in the house of God. Amen. I gave God the glory for bringing me out of that hospital. Yeah. I had that walk for just a few days. I told my wife, put it up. I don't want that thing. I'll hang them to the walls if I have to. <laughs> I'm getting out of my familiar uh, comfort zone, stepping over into an unfamiliar place. Okay. Amen. Amen. And God speaks of I mean, He does the rest of it. Right. Right. And then everywhere I go, i got to have this bottle on the side of me, giving me air. I said, no. Uh-uh. I told my wife, Call these people up and tell them, I don't want them. <laughs> they said, I'd never preach again. Hmm. One week out of hospital, on am the high pit. Praise God. Don't tell me God will not move if you will move first. <laughs> Amen. And here I am today, Pastor. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I'm not a show winded right now because there's a cold going around. But I don't care. I can sit down and catch my breath in a few minutes. <laughs> Amen. Mm-hmm. But I'm saying, church, we've got to get out of these familiar places Amen. and get over Amen. into the unfamiliar. Amen. And let God help us to grow in the grace and knowledge of him. Thank Amen. God. Let's all stand. I'm going to have the pastor come back, and if you will finish, finish the uh, rest of the service. But I do want to say this. My wife and I, we love this church right here, love the people, and we love what it stands for. It stands for the nature of God. I mean, everybody's talking about holiness, but I'm going to tell you right point blank. If you can remember, this, this two of One verse of Scripture, you're always going to achieve to live a holy life unto the Lord. Mm-hmm. Galatians 5 23 and 24, for the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, meekness, kindness, gentleness, long suffering, and so forth. That is the nature of God. Mm-hmm. We learn how to produce the fruit of God's Spirit. Mm-hmm. We will have the nature of God living in our lives every day. Mm-hmm. So, Pastor, if you will, I'm going to and serve it back over to you.
0: Let's come to the front, please. I thank the Lord for this comfortable building. You've done a great job of making it convenient and comfortable. I thank the Lord for the times of fellowship that we enjoy, and uh, we're familiar with one another. And I thank the Lord for all of the aspects that make it a blessing to us. You're a blessing to me. And everything that we have is so great. But I think what Brother Swanson preached tonight is uh, for us to not move away from what we're familiar with to you know, turn our back on it and so on, but to move into a realm where God can show His power, Amen. Where God can reveal what He can do. Thank the Lord. And that is teaching somebody Bible study. That uh, there, there's more and more people that don't know anything about the Word of God, Brother Churchill. It's amazing. Not like the days when we were in Bible school. And uh, you could knock on doors and invite people to the house of the Lord, and almost get in a debate right there on the porch, because they knew the word of God, and they're trying to tell you what's right. But there are so many who have no idea of what the word of God says. My wife and I were talking the other night. You know, we're reading again through uh, uh, through our one-year Bible plan and just commenting somebody who doesn't know the power of god somebody who doesn't know what the lord can do what are they going to think about reading about noah fairy tale legend something made up because they don't know the power of the lord that's where you come in praise god you want to learn something about the bible You want to know something about the Word of God? Amen. You know, America is about to become like the mission fields that we hear about, you know. then You know anything about Jesus? Jesus? Who is he? Does he live in this town? You know, that's the response that missionaries get. That's just about where we are now. In America, God help us to move into the unfamiliar. Amen. And let the Lord use us. Let's pray right now. The Lord would help us. Oh Lord Jesus Christ. Oh Lord Jesus Christ, help us now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We thank you Lord for everything that's comfortable, everything that's good.